Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, gorgeous goddesses, and welcome back to the Cool Mom 101 podcast. I'm your host, Emily Kylo, coming at you with a fire interview featuring Sydney Socius, a founder and creative director of theworkinggirl.ca. This is one juicy episode. I had the best time chatting with her. We had a lot of kind of similarities in terms of career background. So there was some kind of fun overlap there. When she was working at an advertising agency, I was working at a PR agency. So we had a lot to chat about. And before we get to that, I want to remind all you beautiful ladies that now is the perfect time to really transform your brand and upgrade your business with the Million Dollar Brand Edit. So this is a mix of done for you and coaching, and it basically gives you a full rebrand. And I'm talking everything rebranded from the colors to the suite of social to your social aesthetic to your key messages. We really do go through everything together and I set you up for success to really create that million dollar brand for yourself. So if you want more information, click the link below or head to bit.ly slash the million dollar brand edit. And as usual, if you have any questions, please DM me. So for this episode with Sydney, We are chatting all things pregnancy, making big career changes, and how to stay authentic in the influencer, blogger, kind of content creator space, because I think she does an incredible job of doing this. So today's lessons include her career journey and her path from her marketing career into being the creative director, influencer, blogger extraordinaire, and founder of theworkinggirl.ca. We also bonded over her love for pregnancy. As most of you know, I also really loved pregnancy Uh, and she actually just had her baby. So that's super exciting and congratulations again, Sydney. And we also talk about, like I said, staying authentic as a content creator and how to balance paid versus unpaid content. Because again, I think she does an incredible, incredible job of that. So I know a lot of people listening think that... Being a full-time content creator is just a pipe dream, but she has really showed a beautiful way to do that. So I hope you get a lot out of this episode and find it super inspiring. And if you do, please share it with a friend and tag us on Instagram. We love to see it and I will repost you. All right, let's get to it. Here's episode 73 featuring Sydney, founder and creative director of theworkinggirl.ca. Welcome to the show, Sydney. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So we're going to get right on in to this opening segment here. And I want to know from you, what is the biggest lesson you've learned from your mom? The biggest lesson that I've learned from my mom probably is to be independent. 
that was kind of like a reoccurring conversation that she would have with me at a very, very young age was to basically put myself in a position where I didn't feel like I had to rely on anyone and to really kind of create my own path. So I feel like a lot of where I am now is in part because of my mom and how she raised me. Oh, I love that. Go mama. Yeah. What is your daily ritual? So this might change for anyone listening. Sydney is pregnant. (laughs) So her rituals might change, but I would love to hear from you right now. What is your daily ritual? Definitely not going to be this way, I'm sure, for a while. But I would say that I am someone who likes to kind of start my mornings a little bit slower. So as you can imagine, I'm 35 weeks pregnant now and the time is ticking away. So I'm definitely, you know, making sure that I'm (laughs) taking the time to really enjoy these last few weeks of peace and quiet. But I, I really like to just kind of have a slower start to my morning. Like I was saying, pour myself a cup of coffee, go and have it outside on the patio right now. The weather's been amazing. So that is like a huge thing for me. But I would also say just self-care in general is a huge part of my day. So just little things like making my bed, doing my skincare, taking my vitamins, kind of just helps me set the tone for the day and makes me feel like I'm on the right track. And I feel like the rest of my day kind of leads into more positive actions when I start the day that way. So I know this probably is going to shift a lot once I do have a baby, but we'll see how it goes. Yes, it will shift. And I will say the good news is, and I always like coach moms on this and talk about this, but is you can still have a lot of those rituals. It just might look a little different. It's like instead of, you know, I used to do such, you know, quite an extensive ritual and maybe your meditation's five minutes versus 20. You know what I mean? You can still fit it in. It just might look a little different. We're going to see how it goes. Dad can help (laughs) out with that. Yes, absolutely. Sydney, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? I would have to say my health, first and foremost, especially coming out of the last like year and a half of COVID. So grateful to be healthy. And also in my pregnancy, I feel like I've just been really lucky with this pregnancy. I know that that's not the case for a lot of people, but just feeling really healthy and good, I think is huge right now. Um, But I also have to say, I am so grateful to have the husband that I have because I feel like we are going through a lot of transitions right now in our lives. Obviously, we are going to welcome our first baby in the next few weeks. We're also moving into a new home, which has come with its own challenges. And he's just been really amazing about making me feel like everything is going to be fine. And just knowing that I have like a solid partner who's going to help out and take the load off so that I don't feel like I'm dealing with everything because I feel like that's kind of my personality is to like, I like to do a lot of things. I like organized chaos. So he's been really amazing in like helping me feel like I can kind of just relax and enjoy the next little while, while all of this other chaotic stuff is going on around us. That is huge because this is, I think, very positive going into parenthood as well. It's, it's so important. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful all the time for the way that my partner shows up as a father. And so I'm really excited for you to get to experience that too. 
Yeah. Thank you. What is your why for your life? So when you think about what gets you up excited to live your life in the morning, to create the way you do, build your business, what's your why? I would say like for myself as an individual, it's always been just creating something and building something for myself and being self-sufficient. It's been a big thing for me, but obviously as I have our kids, I feel like that's my why will probably change again. And just making sure that I'm somebody who's leading by actions and like showing my kids what it looks like to work really hard and what you can do, you know, when you do work hard. So I would say that my why is probably going to shift, but essentially that would be what I would say. I love it. It might not shift as much as you think though. It's good to keep your, keep your core and your interests, I think, because for me anyway, that's something that I want to impart to my kids too, is that I'm a whole person on my own and have interests and desires, you know, just like everyone else. Yeah, Totally. So Sydney, I'd love to get started with a little bit about your background just to get us situated. So for anyone who doesn't know you or might not know this part of your story, where you grew up and what your early life was like. Oh man, over the over the holiday break back in Christmas, I took a bunch of photo albums from my mom's house because she seems to have them all and I wanted to scan photos so that I could create albums for myself to have, like copies at my house. And just like looking back on that, it was really, really cool to kind of be able to look back in photos. My parents were really good about taking a lot of photos of us and It was just so nice to see, like, I kind of forgot how amazing our childhood was. We grew up just outside of Vancouver, and everything we did was as a family. We always spent tons of time with my grandparents, and we're out on the ocean boating a lot. We did a lot of traveling together as a family, and it was just really nice. There's honestly nothing that I would change looking back now. I think we were so lucky. And I also think that growing up in a time where we didn't have cell phones or social media, we are so lucky. Like, I don't, I don't know how the younger kids do it now. Like I sound so old, but it's true. I think like it must be so much more challenging having all of that to deal with when we were young it was like so simple and like when you're out of the house you're out of the house no one could reach you so I'm super grateful to have had the childhood that I did have yes it sounds incredible and I will say me and my bestie always talk about the fact that we're very grateful that we just missed so when I was in university Facebook was big but yeah when we were in high school social media wasn't really a thing yet so we always talk about like thank goodness because if our shenanigans were on social media I think we would have been like shamed out of the country yeah I would uh, there was like ICQ like the chat I don't even know if you remember that yeah and there was yeah you had to like get home wasn't there MySpace or like one of those things too that we briefly you know got into Uh, yeah no it's not even similar so thank god for that but yeah yes bless so lucky <laughs> i'd love to talk a little bit about your career journey so how you really got into the space that you're in now i'd love for you to walk us through that mm-hmm. 
I've been somebody who's always worked. I've always liked to make my own money, even if it wasn't that much. Like I was saying, I think my mom had a huge part in that. I'm also just an independent person. So it was kind of exciting, even when I was like 14 and I could coach, I would do that. And I've had tons of different jobs along the way. I think having an attitude of not feeling like I'm too good for a job really mm-hmm. like has served me now. I've had jobs in retail, restaurants, hotels, property management firm, was a receptionist, worked for Red Bull, like worked literally tons of jobs. And I'm so glad that I did that. Um, I tell my little sister now, like, just like go for it and do like the most unglamorous jobs because I think like people now just like want things really instantaneously but working all those shitty jobs really teaches you so many skills and how to like work with different personalities and different people and different industries and you don't realize like how valuable all that that like to gain that skill set is so I think that that was a huge thing for me and then as I got older I realized how much of a passion I had for marketing and advertising I've always been super intrigued by, like, I just in general, I'm a person who loves, like, the Super Bowl commercials. I love, like, print ads. And, like, I'll get fashion magazines just to see the ads, which I think is, like, not a normal thing. It's too um, normal. To me, it's normal. Yeah. But, but I'm also like that. <laughs> yeah. So I quickly figured out that I really was into marketing. I went to school for business. I also think like I'm just a person who was always like, I didn't know exactly where I was headed, but I just always tried to keep as many doors or open as many doors for myself as I could, because then I would have options. So that would be kind of like my advice for any young person who's like not sure what they want to do. I think like if you just kind of like go down your path, whatever that may be, and just try to keep your doors open and meet people along the way, I think eventually you'll find your way. I worked for Red Bull for a few years, which was super fun in their marketing department. I always, like I said, had jobs, even when I was at university. And then when I was in the last semester of my degree, we had to do a practicum, which was very, very challenging. So I actually quit everything and just focused on that because I wanted to make sure that I was going to get through it. Part of that was to create an online business with a website and be able to sell product. You had to sell like a certain amount of product every quarter um, in order to get through that class. So that also, I think, kind of helped me with what I'm doing now. And then after I graduated from university, I honestly wasn't sure what I was going to do. I was either planning on working for like a bigger corporate firm. I had experience working in both like big firms and small firms. So I saw the pros and cons to both sides. And I wasn't really 100% sure on what I wanted to do. I also was toying with the idea of working at an ad agency, which as well, like I heard pros and cons to that. So I don't think I went into that thinking that I was going to be there for the rest of my life. But one thing I should also note is that throughout this entire time, I think my whole university like life, I was always super into networking and not just going to like stuffy networking events, which I did do, <laughs> but just trying to like trying to meet people 
who worked at companies that I admired or that I was like interested in potentially maybe working for, asking them questions, seeing like where their path was and where it ended up. And I think that also lent to me having like a fairly sizable, like very legitimate network of people that I could call on as mentors and things like that, which led to me getting a job at an ad agency in Vancouver which was really cool because we did both traditional and digital media. And like I said, I don't think I went into that job thinking that I was going to be there forever. It was more like, this is a really cool opportunity for me to kind of like, just like pick up the tips and tricks within the advertising world and like seeing what it looked like. I was on the accounts team. So I was in direct communication with our client roster, and then kind of facilitating the campaigns and stuff, which also led into what I'm doing now. So when I think it was only like a few months after I got hired, I kind of was noticing like a theme in the US and in Europe with girls starting blogs, like blogging at that time, this was like, I think this was yeah, well, I got hired, I guess, at the end of 2013. So, like, blogging was definitely not a job by any means. It was, like, literally still a blog. But I was seeing that people were starting to create sort of, like, these online personalities, if you will, and making money through it. And I kind of just was seeing what they were doing and thought, like, I could probably do that. So, I started my blog in 2014 and honestly the thought process with that was just to have like an online portfolio and somewhere where I could put my thoughts and things that I was passionate about you know like fashion lifestyle whatever the case may be and practice writing and then like over time I started to get some traction on social media and then I started to get approached by brands who wanted to pay me money um, <laughs> to promote, you know, their campaigns, which being in an ad agency at the time, I was able to kind of take my experience and things that I was learning at work and apply them to my website. So although I had no idea what I was doing, I quickly saw that, you know, I could make money doing this. And maybe if I really applied myself, I could make something of this. So I was at the ad agency for, I think, like two and a half years, which isn't very long thinking back now. But And then right around when we got married was when I quit. And I've been working for myself ever since. Oh, incredible. So yeah, thank you. I love that. Thank you for sharing. It's interesting because to me, two and a half years at an agency is really long. I, funnily enough, have some similarities there where I worked at a PR agency because I was really interested in that. And yeah. I think I was there for a year and seven months. And that was a long time at an agency, frankly. It's very intense. Yeah. But I always tell people, and I don't know if you really agree with this, though. I think early in your career, it's a really smart move because you get such a breadth of experience, right? Whether it's different types of PR or in your case, advertising, and then different industries with the different clients. So I found that was really cool to do early on. For sure. And I know like people in, in ad and in PR like to hop around like every three years anyways to kind of renegotiate your terms and stuff. It's always smart to do that. So 
I think I would have been out of there anyways, but I just, I was at a point in my life where I was like young enough to take the leap. My husband was super supportive. I mean, I was dead broke. Like I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and he was so helpful during that time, but it was stressful. But I think like if I had been older, maybe it wouldn't have been as an easy of the transition. Not that it was necessarily easy, but yeah, sometimes you just got to like go jump on in sometimes. Right. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. So I would love to talk a little bit about the kind of blogging influencer space that you're in and something I've noticed mm-hmm. that I think you're really good at, which I think is important, is balancing the kind of paid partnerships, right? Versus the organic content and that content you're creating that you really just want to speak about. So I'd love to hear mm-hmm. from you how you think about that because like I said I think you're quite good at it I don't look at your feed or even your website and think like oh this is all paid so I'd love if you could talk a little bit about how you approach that and how you balance that thank you first of all yeah it's definitely something that I put a lot of thought into I kind of just think about how I feel as a consumer on the other end and like I it's, I, I don't know, I think it's kind of annoying when you are constantly seeing paid ads. At the same time, I understand that this is a business and that, you know, sometimes like opportunities all knock at the same time. That being said, I think my approach has always been very much driven by my want and need for long-term partnerships. So I think like in the beginning, I had been offered a lot of things which I was happy to take because like I said, I was dead broke and we had a mortgage to pay and like there was no joking around about that. But I think as I continued on, I don't know, it just like, it was more important to me to say no to those things and to kind of like get by however I could and create these more long-term partners. And now I'm at a point where like, if a brand approaches me, I can kind of sense right away if I'm, if I want to work with them because it's not just about what they want and what they will offer. It's also about everything that they've come to me for, which is they've come to me for a reason. So I think it's a huge thing to like trust and know your worth in what you're providing for them. And if I see that it's a brand who is open to long-term partnerships, like I would rather work with, a brand multiple times a year throughout the year than to just do like a one-off ad. So that's kind of how I approach all of my deals is that I try to work out with them how we can continue the conversation throughout the year as opposed to just doing like one paid sponsorship. Cause I feel like from the audience perspective as well, like that's more of like what I would want to see. And that feels more authentic to me because it's like, I don't really want to hear about a product just one time. If you're really using it and really loving it, then I should probably hear about it more than one time, if you know what I mean. So that's kind of how I approach that. And yeah, and I just try to like, I think it'll be easier once we move. Like I said, right now I'm kind of in, in between like, I'm moving at we're moving out of our apartment or moving into a house in the next couple of months. I think once we get settled, I'm excited to continue to just share like off the cuff, like in the moment stuff. I enjoy sharing that anyways. And I think to sprinkle in 
paid partners in between all that is kind of the way to go. So that's just kind of like what I have come to learn over the last like eight years. And yeah, the biggest thing for me is those long-term partnerships. So that's the main thing for me. And I'm glad that it comes across on the other end. Yeah, I really think it does. And I think too, it's it's funny because I have the perspective of I've worked in marketing for 10 years. Like that's my career background. So I've worked with influencers back when it wasn't really a thing yet. Like it was just starting like at the PR agency, we just started to work with influencers and it was probably around the similar time that you, you were at the ad agency and it was new, right? This wasn't, it was a very like in its infancy essentially. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's been really interesting to see it evolve and change and grow. And I will say that I, as someone who, like I said, has been on the other side, I always look for the long-term partnerships too. So I think it's really important yeah. that you find that, you know, alchemy where both of you are looking to build something because that's when I think it comes across mm-hmm. so authentic and it's interesting for me to see. And frankly, I do trust what you say, right? As someone who follows you and is invested in you. So you want to make sure that you can really convey that I think to the audience and so having both party want something more long term is definitely the way to go I agree I love that so I want to jump into a little bit about pregnancy and motherhood so let's talk first about pregnancy so how has it been going so far tell everyone (laughs) and what are you loving what are you maybe hating if you have any hates Tell us everything. Mm-hmm. I've honestly been so lucky. Like, I feel bad even talking about it sometimes because I have a lot of friends and people that I know who have had, like, the total opposite experience. But honestly, my pregnancy has been magical. Like, it's been very easy for the most part. I think I was so lucky. I, I was only really, like, sick for, like, a week in the very beginning. I was exhausted in the beginning. But aside from that, and even now being in my third trimester, like, I feel completely myself, to be honest with you, which I know is not the case all the time. But I've been feeling really good. I feel really, even though there are like some stressful things going on in our life, mainly with the move and like delays with that, I just I'm really happy right now. So it's been really nice, but I mean, the worst thing that I've had was a few weeks ago, I had really bad heartburn for like a couple of weeks and acid reflux, which was so brittle. But <laughs> luckily for me, it's passed. And yeah, and now I'm just kind of like mentally trying to prepare myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I love hearing that because I, I had an incredible pregnancy also. Like I loved being pregnant. And I think that it's good to talk about. It's like the same reason I talk about how amazing my labor was and how much I loved it because it, to me, it actually opens up the space for other people to start thinking about how their experience could be like that. So I think it's good to talk about. It's like you can have a really amazing pregnancy. You can have an incredible labor. So it's good to talk about these things because it gets, you know, it plants the seeds in people's minds. Yeah, completely. So in terms of motherhood, what are you really looking forward to? And then on the flip side, what are your kind of fears, if you have any, that are coming up right now? I I don't know. I've always 
like wanted to be a mom. It's something that I've always looked forward to in general. I think it's kind of cool. I'm just really, we don't know what the gender is. So that in itself is like shocking. Like I'm so curious to find out. So I think just like seeing this like being that you've created with your partner is just like very, very unreal. I'm just looking forward to like soaking up this time with my husband and our dog. I'm excited to see what he's going to be like with this (laughs) new little intruder in our home. He's like the sweetest puppy ever. He's almost five, but he it's going to be so cool to see how he interacts with the baby. And yeah, I don't know. I think like we've been together for 13 years. We've really taken our time to get here, even though we always knew that we wanted to have a family. It was just really important for us both to feel secure and established in what we were doing as individuals with our lives. And so we're just at this place where we're like, very content with where we both are and where we are in our relationship and I think it's going to be really nice like next chapter moving into our house with our baby and like the whole thing is just we're just really looking forward to it I mean obviously I I really wouldn't say I'm too worried about anything right now maybe that's a naive answer I just want our baby to be healthy and I'm just kind of prepared to go with the flow and not put any pressure on myself or us and just kind of see what happens I'm sure I'll have more worries in a few months but (laughs) for now I'm just gonna stay in this zen place no, like I think the Zen place is a perfect place to start from because you seem to really have the right attitude in that I think it's really important, this is just my personal experience, that it is important to feel like you can go with the flow a bit. And I think even just you having that mindset is really going to serve you well um, because you can't prepare for a lot of things. That's what I always tell people, like you can't. So having that attitude though is the preparation that I think will make the transition a lot smoother for you. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be great. I'm excited for you guys. I'm so excited. I'm about to burst. Do you have a do you have any feelings, boy or girl? Like are you leaning one way or the other? You know what? At the beginning I had very strong feelings that it was a girl for some weird reason. And then I think as my pregnancy has gone on, everyone loves to tell me, Oh, like you're carrying really low, like you're having a boy, you're having a boy, you're having a boy, and everyone's so adamant about this boy that I think in my mind, I kind of like was like, okay, I'm having a boy. And lately I've been trying to just like let go of any sort of thoughts that I have and just focus on like it being healthy and happy. (laughs) But I don't really have a preference. My husband's so easygoing. He doesn't really have a preference. But yeah, we'll see. I have no idea. That's so fun. The surprise. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait. So before we get into the lightning round, I want to thank you, Sydney, for being on the show and really acknowledge you for the way that you are showing up and creating. And to me, as someone who really values beauty or someone who is contributing to that, so I want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. (laughs) My pleasure. What is your current favorite book, podcast, resource, could be anything that really inspires you? Well, I've re- I'm reading Atomic Habits right now, which I started it a while ago. I'm finally finishing it now. I love that book. 
I'm also reading, I think it's called A Brand Story. I, as you can tell, love to read about like business and marketing and things that pertain to what I'm doing. So those have been really helpful. I love The Daily Stoic also. I try to read like a couple pages in the morning. It just kind of like gets my mindset shifted into a more positive light. What else? IG, I have been really into like Studio McGee and Amber Lewis, mainly because we are in the middle of moving into a new house. We're doing um, some pretty extensive remodeling right now. So I'm very much inspired online um, and, on, and on Pinterest too when it comes to like everything home and interiors. So that's mm. kind of where my head is at right now. Totally. So fun. Do you follow the home edit? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I, I it makes me so happy. And I'm kind of like slowly work. We just moved and I'm kind of slowly working my way through different organization projects. But I find that really soothing to finish that. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. nice. <laughs> so good. I think they have a new season coming out for their show. <gasps> oh, I did quite enjoy the show, I have to say. Oh, yes. I cannot wait. Oh, so good. Morning beverage of choice. What do you like to drink in the morning? I love my coffee, but lately it's been so hot I've been switched to iced coffee, which I'm obsessed with right now. Mm. Yeah, that's the one thing. My pregnancy was incredible, and I do remember just being really warm at the end of it, though. You have a lot of blood flowing. (laughs) You do. I've been okay up to this point, but there's like the heat wave. Like this next week should be really interesting, so we'll see what happens. Yes. What is your favorite thing to do with your hubby? With my hubby, we just like to hang. We're like, we're we are extremely close, and luckily for us, we're extreme. We're very similar, but we have different personalities. If that makes sense, and we honestly just enjoy each other's company. So we like. We also have a lot of exciting things going on right now. So I think like he's always giddy when he gets home from work, and we Aww. spend like hours talking, which is kind of sounds funny but it's true we just like to hang out we like to take our dog out and just like chill and you know obviously with this new transition we're making the most of our time you know without a baby crying in the background (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely and you know what you'll have to make time for that and just ask for the help you need like get your family involved and just make it a priority yeah. So I know you guys will do that. And it's, it's such a game changer when you yeah make sure that that stays a priority. It obviously will look different, but you can still do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Favorite place you've traveled? Hmm, that's a good question. I have had the opportunity to go to a lot of really cool places, but I did go to Spain with my husband and 20, a year after we got married for my 30th birthday, which was unbelievable. My husband is half Spanish, so he was born there. I had never been there. We were supposed to do a big trip last year, which got canceled because of COVID, but I love everything about it. The food, the people, the architecture, it's, it's such a cool place. And where he's from is like on the Mediterranean and it's it's beautiful so we can't wait to go back there mm. amazing Barcelona is one of my top favorite cities yeah we love Barcelona it has everything that I desire in my life it's got like the good food it's got like the nightlife the beach yeah architecture okay. it has literally it all for me yeah I agree <laughs> 
All right, last question. Actually, before we get to that, I want to make sure everyone goes and follows you and sees what you're up to. So where's the best place to connect with you? You can follow me on Instagram. It's just at theworkinggirl.ca. And then my blog is the same URL, theworkinggirl.ca. Awesome. So final question, something that I'm really passionate about sharing with women and helping them build is confidence. So I'd love to hear from you. What does confidence mean? I think confidence just means being and feeling completely at home in your own skin and really not giving a shit about what anyone else thinks about what you're doing with your life. I think there's a lot of power in just like creating your own path and not having fear about walking down that path regardless of your support. So I would have to say, yeah, just feeling really good in your skin. And that's definitely something that I've worked on. I'm 34 now. Obviously, when I was in my early 20s, I've always, I feel like I've always been a confident person, but it's definitely shifted. And I feel super confident with who I am and how I kind of use my time and energy. So that's what I would say to that. That is powerful. And I couldn't agree more. And I think that to me, I'm 33, so we're almost the exact same age. I feel like yeah. that is the power of getting older as well. I, like yeah. the, the older I get, the less fucks I give. And I think it's a beautiful exactly. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine when that. we're 40, we're going to be like, just, oh God. it's going to be <laughs> better. <laughs> Well, thank I love you it. So, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, this was awesome to get to know you a bit better. And yeah, we're so excited for you. And congratulations on first baby coming in. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time. 